Hello, and welcome to Shakespeare, the roundtable discussion podcast where we talk about Shakespeare. My name is Chase, your mostly quiet producer. Today, we talk about a surprising winner, uh, two gentlemen of Verona. Uh, you will notice another change in our audio quality from what it's been the past couple of weeks, uh, as we are now all recording from our homes uh, rather than in person to comply with the uh, stay-at-home order here in Ohio. And now, on with the show. I haven't Excellent. seen people other than, you know, like work. Oh, look, there's Chris. It's, it's Chris. Chris. Welcome Hi, to the Chris. podcast, Hi. Chris. That he can't hear you. They all say welcome to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, and we are the cat. The cat snuck in. We're also. I'm trying recording. to keep the office door closed so that the cat stays out and the kids can't. But it's not a cussing. Zoom meeting until you show us your pets. It's, I just asked my husband. The quick counts. <laughs> it counts. It counts. <laughs> kind of. Well, hey, no, but it is good seeing you guys. Um, since I know I haven't. I even like I stopped and picked up the uh, the snowball from Chase the other day. Didn't even see him. I've actually seen. Yep. I've seen Chris from Ice Tier Brewing more than I have seen any of the rest of you. Same, actually. Chase and I had a cloak and dagger meetup in a parking lot of a weirdly random park. In the and middle it of looked like we were doing a drug deal. It did. It did look like we both left a bank, and then uh, we met at a park. <laughs> and then I handed you a Kroger baggie that was folded over like three times. <laughs> it's it's true, but he held it up like first, and then he pulled the microphone out as if anybody who was walking around would be like, "Oh, not drugs. That's good. <laughs> I'm sure that whatever they're doing is it, it's fine." It's a microphone. It's not drugs. <laughs> it's- that's good. Don't, don't worry, drugged. it's just a microphone. But then I made him stand six feet away from me for a little bit just to talk so I could be like, hey, human that I don't get paid to be around and is not related to me and the courts don't know I have. How's that's, it going? That's true. Yeah, and this is a weird time for those of us that are are still forced to interact with people at work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of times I wish that I was not essential. Yes. Yeah. Because then I could at least... I don't know, not be flipping back and forth between a semblance of normalcy and the straight lockdown. Apocalypse whiplash is a thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. And it it's, really is. And I am so bitchy at work. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, nope, they're not allowed to come in. I don't care what they need. Yeah, that's... Keep them out. Uh, Keep them out. We are recording so. the night, uh, or the, the Saturday before, uh, the stimulus checks come in, supposedly. So apparently they're going to be relaxing some of those policies here pretty I soon. Say, I still go out, I have to go out and, and visit techs in the field and things like that. And I just, I do my best to not go in houses and, and things like that. I have got a mask half made for you. Awesome. But Joanne Fabrics is out of binding. <laughs> And they're supposed to have it. They were supposed to have it ready for me today, and it won't be ready till Monday. Now. Yeah. So. Well, then you and I can have a cl- clandestine meetup. Exactly. Probably at my branch. Just a little less clandestine. Put it. Put it inside the pneumatic tube. Yeah. Can you for the drive-through? Oh, those. you don't have a tube. Oh, come on! <laughs> I don't have a drive-through at all. Oh, no, a, I've got a man trap. That's a so that I've would got be perfect. Two steel doors, and I can lock. 
and unlock the outer one or lock and unlock the inner one. So right now I have the outer one open so people can walk in and then they try to get through the inner door. And they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, hi, what do you need today? And I could talk to him over an intercom phone. It's so ghetto. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am kind of bummed that there's no pneumatic tube because that would be uh, the awesome. It would be perfect. Would be awesome. I, it would be. I have yet to work at a branch with a pneumatic tube. I spent That's a day at Shadow shame. Valley. They've got okay. a pneumatic tube. It makes a really fun noise mm. uh, for like 20 minutes. And then after the 20 minutes, it's not a fun noise anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. And the dings. Oh, my gosh. I hate the dings. Yeah, that's banking. Yeah, that's banking. I, so that's, that's bank a bingo talk. mark, right? Yeah, so that's yeah, a bingo mark. Yeah. So I have, I have talk. made Shakespeare bingo, and so for the first time, as you're listening to this episode of the podcast, um, we'll make that available somewhere on our website. I'm sure. Um, probably on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/GhostlightMedia. I will also post it on our Instagram because we have one of those now too. I took suggestions from the whole group and I tried to include things that were play specific as well as things that were podcast specific. If we do um, this again for next month, we should add on somebody walks away from the table with their headphones on. I did not end up putting the catchphrases on the bingo sheet because there were too many of them. Well, I did, I did, yeah, you can't put them on individually. I did see that <laughs> There's so many. Uh, every time a new catchphrase is added to... A new catchphrase is added to the sign-off is what I went with yeah. eventually because... But, and I was trying to remember, there's something that Ryan and I say all the time about getting like money or something like that. Oh, money, please. Money, please. Okay. I, had... I remember it. I remember it now. I money. sat there and I made a list of all the things I wanted to include. And then I counted how many there were. And there were like 30. And there could only be even, 25. So I had to cut some of them need, off. Yeah, we don't even need content. We'll just say catchphrases for right. three hours. And I did have money please on there at one point. Because it's come up enough. But yeah, you can use the bingo card for this episode. You can use it for any of the past episodes. Like, go to town. And every time you get a bingo, you should definitely do a shot. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I was like, we could also easily make the Shakespeare drinking game. And then we could include it, all of those things. It's about as bad as drinking Uno. It's every time, not every a good time idea. we say money, please. Money, please. Every time somebody says, ah, dicks. Ah, uh, dicks. That's usually just a That's end, just though. Chase's go-to catchphrase. Every time That's his sign-off. Every time we talk about a rich Aww, baby. Dicks. Or a magic baby. There's no rich babies Mad in this play. Blank uncle. <laughs> no, but there is Friar Lawrence. Yes, Friar Lawrence. Referenced by Lawrence. name. Confirmation. Of the Shakespeare I, theatrical universe. I am glad that we are doing this towards the end of all of the plays that we have read. Because we have discuss all of these theories about the friars and how they're all the same person or all meeting together and now the fuck it we know we know they are we know it's confirmed but we'll get there on this the shakespeare podcast i'm beth roars i'm ryan Hatfill. i'm cassie greenley and i'm chase greenley and yeah this is the first time we've recorded separately yeah it is very weird Super strange. Uh -huh. Right. Um, it's true. I'm still on a like wooden kitchen chair. Yeah, see, we decided to be comfortable. I am I so afraid as I shift position on the couch that I'm going to knock over 
some important thing of the setup in front of us. Yeah, it is a bit of a nest of computers and wires in front of us to get this to work the way we want it to. It's like you've got a hell of a boom arm going on there. Uh... I am excited about this particular podcast, not only because I liked the play, because I did. Yeah. Um, But I don't have to sober up during the second act. It's true. Or the second part to drive home. Yeah, you can just keep drinking straight that on through. I got a six pack and, of Molson, and we're gonna see how Canadian we get. And I then got, we can just we just say to to Chris at the end, "Hey, we got you this." <laughs> it's been, it's been a, a long time since you got got him a drunk wife. It's been a yeah. long time. It's been a long time since we've been able to tell him that. So, but the play that we are talking about tonight is the Two Gentlemen of Verona, right? Which so is I expected- often often considered to be Shakespeare's first play. And that's (laughs) another mark on your bingo card. So, I don't believe that. I don't believe it either. I don't either, especially because of the reference to Friar Lawrence. To Friar Lawrence. Lawrence. And I don't think it it reads like an early play to me. No, It doesn't have a lot of the hallmarks. It still reads, it still reads early enough pre-1600s. It reads like a Kevin Smith movie when he's putting all of his inferences together. Like, he's referencing himself within a piece, and it's... Yeah, it's it's very self-referential at certain points. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It is funny. It's got, honestly, hand to God, I didn't think anybody would ever surpass Beatrice, but I think my favorite Shakespeare character of all time is in this play. Are you a Sylvia fan now? No, it is Speed. <laughs> I love Speed so much. So, so I think Speed should be included in the clowns. Because I think he's so funny. He um, is the greatest and everything I aspire to be in life. I think Speed is hilarious. So funny. He's so funny. Um, I, I, also, I also do really like Sylvia. I also that's really what, like that's Sylvia. That's who I was she's, expecting you to say. She's pretty great. And we're going to talk about that for sure. Like, I I see some parallels between talking about Beatrice, between Sylvia and Julia and Beatrice and Mm -hmm. Hero. Yeah. Like, there's some great parallels there. Fantastic play. Yeah. So let's get into it. Except the ending. The ending is is dumb. It needs a rewrite. I think it's just lazy. Like, I agree. This has got to go up today. Mm. It. Like, it definitely felt like chapters that I have written in drafts of novels where I have gotten close to the end of the chapter and gone, I am so tired of writing this chapter. I don't want to build this storyline out to its full conclusion. I'm writing a fucking ending because I don't want to do this anymore. This this is over now. <laughs> yeah. Let's just... I'll well, fix we, it later. We've got then... our main couple together. What else do I need to do? Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, play is closed. End. I have to end. You hoser. You ho- hey, I've got the I got the Molson. Yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking iced tier beer. What you got? Uh, I got the. I picked up two six packs the other day. This is Gabagool. That is what I'm drinking. Yeah. I was gonna say it's hard to play make Cassie drink this beer when Ryan's not here, but he can because Chase has the same beer that Ryan has. Oh no! You have the gabagool. You have the gabagool chase. I have. I have the gabagool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, real good. It's it's uh, a little fruity, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what fruit it is. Maybe citrus. 
Is that because you don't eat fruit? I, you, Cassie, I see you silently nodding. You, that is objectively false. Do you have scurvy? I, Are your teeth loose? <laughs> Do you have any more silent commentary you would like to give, loving wife? I was worried that with us being so That's far apart, I wasn't going to be able to yeah. side eye Cassie and make jokes. But with the Zoom, I still can. I think it's wonderful. You still can. Yeah. Absolutely. It's great. It's can great. still see uh, to talk shit. Exactly. Which is half of what we're doing. Yeah, it's half of, half of the reason we do this, right? And yeah. the other half is... Is to talk about talk, Shakespeare. Talk so about Shakespeare. We should jump in. We should probably jump into the plot of this yeah. one so oh, we yeah. can get there sometime before midnight. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to happen. So we've got Hopefully two we gentlemen. Hopefully we haven't get through the plot before then. Two gentlemen oh, yeah, both okay. in Verona, but a majority well, of the start, plot. Neither of them starts in Verona. <laughs> well, they start in Verona. They just don't end in Verona. Oh, yeah. They don't yeah, end in Verona. And then they go Verona. to Milan. That's right. They go to, um, they go to Milan. Yeah. So By the end so of the first our, act, we're out of Verona. We're not going to be there again. Our two just, gentlemen of Verona are Valentine and Proteus, and they are best friends. And then, okay, so it may be, I think, that we did this play and I didn't see it because of the name is Proteus, and I kept reading it as Porteus. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Mike, Porteus must have played this. Nope, Proteus. So Proteus well, and Valentine. I understand that because later there's a scene between two characters named Antonio and Panfino, but because the names are so similar and they're one right after the other, for me, they became Antonio and Pantonio. <laughs> nice. So I get that. <laughs> I love Pantonio. Pantonio, yeah. They make great hair products. Knock off. <laughs> knock off, knock off Pantonio? Yeah, how knock would off you hair know, products. How would you know love about it. Pantonio knockoff hair products, Ryan? I used to have hair. Okay. Just, just don't anymore. Just don't anymore. But yes, yeah, so when we I don't have a beard anymore either. Well, I mean, for the most part, you got a beard. Uh, I, all right. I took most of it off. When we meet our two gentlemen of Verona, Proteus is going on and on and rhapsodizing about his love and this woman that he loves, and he He's needs in to love go with tell her. Julia. He's yeah. in love with Julia. Can't, can't get enough and. And Valentine's, Valentine's like, dude, like, come on. This is super boring. Like I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, Valentine's like, I'm trying to I'm trying to leave town. I'm trying to get you to come with me. And yeah, come all with you're me doing Milan. It's gonna we're gonna have talking a great about time. this girl Julia. And Julia Julia. That's stop it. <laughs> that's all Proteus wants to talk about is Julia. I sent your servant uh speed to go bring a letter to her. Um <laughs> Telling her how much I love her. And Valentine's like, ugh, can we not talk about this, please? If you change your mind and stop being such a schmuck, come to Milan with me. Or follow me so there So tired of you talking too. about this girl. Yeah. Uh, I will never fall in love, he vows. And so we know that by act two. It's, it's true. Of course. Um, of course. As soon as he opened his mouth on that score, we knew that that was going to change. And that's true of a lot of things in this play. This play really you... does, like, telegraph its ending through the whole thing. Like, as soon as a character goes, I will never do such and such a thing. Of course, they you do it at the end it. of the play. It's, mm -hmm. it, that's yeah, happening. it's like the next act. It's when it happens. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so Valentine he leaves. gave a letter to Speed. To Speed. To, take to Julia. Who is, who is the best character in this play. And Speed comes back. And... Proteus wants to know, hey, 
do you have a letter response for me? And he goes, money, please. First, (laughs) Speed goes, hey, where's my master? Oh, yeah. He went to Milan uh, without you. He's like, wait, wait, hang on. What do you mean? He's like, oh, well, he he left. He got tired of waiting for you because you were taking too long on this errand. You sent me on this errand. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened with the letter? You have not given me any money for running this letter. You don't get news until I get money. (laughs) And so he eventually gives him money. And the response is pretty much, oh, well, she didn't give me money either, so I didn't listen to what she had to say, so. I gave it, I gave it to Luchetta, or Luchetta, or whatever, Panchetta. Luchetta. Luchetta. Well, and Speed, throughout the whole show, Speed is constantly surrounded by people who are more interested in wordplay than in giving straight responses to the questions that he's asking, and he gets so frustrated with it, and it's so funny. Everybody, so Speed is the normal person who has been dropped into a Shakespeare play. Yes. And everybody around him is clever and is speaking in meter. sick of it. And he's, he is ready for people to just, can you just speak English for like two seconds? It's like, Proteus, Proteus, I need to follow my master who has gotten on a ship without me because of your bullshit errand that I didn't want to run in the first place. I need you to give me the money for the errand. And let me go. And once he leaves, Proteus goes, hmm, maybe I should have chosen someone else. <laughs> okay. uh, hey, it's a beautiful facepalm moment. But Speed thinks that the person he gave the letter to was Julia. It was not, in it fact, wasn't. Julia. He's like, yeah, I gave her your letter, but she didn't seem very interested in having it. And she was kind of rude about it. And then Proteus is like, oh, man, maybe she doesn't love me like I thought. Because he didn't realize that he gave the letter to Pancetta. To to Lucetta. Yeah. And so the next scene we meet Julia and And it is a wonderful teen movie scene. It is. Oh, yeah. They're sitting, having their their braiding each other's hair and, you know, playing girl talk. And there's all these people who... Girls, never mind. I don't want to (laughs) know. They're having a pillow fight. What? It's not what girls do at sleepovers. We summon It's true. Demons. We play stiff as I, an air. What is it? Look, you Light can have a, a pillow fight a and also summon demons. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Get out the Ouija yep, board. Yep. yep. You can, look, you can what, summon the devil and still have a pillow fight. There's no honey. Summon the devil We're and paint We're not throwing pillows at you know? each other. I have never gotten into a pillow fight at a sleepover. Look. No. I don't know. I have, I don't, I've never been to your sleepovers. Yeah. Because you're not a girl. See? So, I'm allowed to make wild conjecture. Well, at least as long as nobody tells you about the uh, couches that we have in our bathrooms and the fountain that just has fruit punch coming out of it. So Anyway, so we, we meet Julia and Lucetta, and there's all these suitors that Julia has. And she's asking Lucetta, like, what do you think of these guys? Because I want your honest and opinion. And Lucetta's... What do you think of these guys she's, who are who are wooing me? Lucetta is Team Proteus. She's Team Proteus. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to get too far ahead of herself, so she tries to be all you know. No. Well, one of them could be her future master, so she's not going to make too much. But uh, she does let Julia know that she has a letter. You know. Yeah. Eventually, but she eventually won't say she'll let who, her know that she has a they, letter. She won't say who brought it. 
Or who gave it, who it's from or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I have a letter that was given to me because I thought I was you. I pretended to be you. I told them I was you. Was Julia- and they gave me this letter. And Julia's like, give it to me. Oh, wait, no, don't give it to me. I'm, I'm but a little girl and I couldn't take it. <laughs> give me the letter. Like it's. <laughs> and she teases that it was Speed, uh, who she knows is Valentine's servant that brought the letter. And Julia's like, I don't right. want that. But then she does want it. And Julia's like, fine, take it away. If you are such a horrible person who won't even give me my letter, then leave because I don't want you here. And then, like, immediately she's like, no, 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 actually come back because I do really want that letter. Letter, please. And then Lisa letter, teases please. her some more. And eventually Julia gets the letter and Lisa is like, ooh, you should read it. <laughs> and Julia's like, well, just for that, I'm going to rip it up into pieces and not and read it. She- and as soon as Lisa leaves, she goes, I didn't really do I'm, that. I didn't want to rip really that into pieces. I wanted to read so that. So she digs it out of the trash and like Jigsaw puzzles it back together. Yeah. So we leave Julia like trying to scotch. She's trying, to, she's trying to put it all back together while she's kissing the pieces and... And we, oh, man. So we often see at the end of these scenes where they're talking about whether or not they love someone or someone else, we'll find just the main character of that scene, like, alone, telling us what they really feel. And mm-hmm. I... that It's just a very modern trope yeah. to have in something so old. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just... It, it was kind of a neat structure. All right, so scene three, Proteus' father. Antonio and Antonio and Pantonio. Antonio. Pantonio. <laughs> uh, so Pantonio is Proteus's dad. No. Yeah. Antonio is Proteus's dad. No, Antonio is Proteus's yeah, Pantonio dad. Pantonio is his servant. Um, and apparently Proteus's uncle thinks he needs to mature, grow up. Which he does. He and the, well, the yeah, Proteus could after. definitely use a little bit of a growing up. So the best way to do this is, of course, to send him to Milan with his best friend. Like, go to That's Milan. a good idea. Valentine went to Milan. Yeah. Send him on a bro trip <laughs> with his bro. Yeah, it's like, this <laughs> is like sending up. Tom Haverford to go hang out with John Ralphio. <laughs> In the hopes that they'll both gain some sense. Tom Haverford did grow up. Yeah, but Entertainment 720 happened first. It's like sending season two Tom Haverford to go- <laughs> with John Ralphio to go grow yeah. up. Yeah, and then they started Entertainment 720. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And they paid NBA stars to just sit around and hang out. Because you turn around twice. You said twice. And it was cracked me up. Okay, but there was almost a We Make a Parks and Reference square on the bingo sheet. When I make I meet, a lot of Parks and Rec references. When I meet new people and I, yeah. I'm trying to describe my sense of humor so that they won't be offended... Like, go watch Parks and Rec. I won't be funny anymore, because you won't think it's my idea. But you will understand what I'm saying. Between Simpsons and Parks and Rec, that's all you need. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're sending Proteus to Milan. Right. But Proteus comes in and goes, hey, um, actually, I got engaged to Julia. We exchanged rings and vows, and we swore to love each other forever. Forever. And I promised her that I would never, ever, ever look at another girl the way I look at her, and I would be true and faithful to her until the end of time. And we know what that means. He promptly forgets that So, of course, he kept that promise for the whole show. And Dad tells him, tough titties. Go pack your bags. (laughs) You're going to Milan because I said so. You need to grow up. 
Oh my gosh. Go hang out with your frat brother. This is this is like in West Verona, born and raised. <laughs> you're you're moving with your buddy Valentine to Milan. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yep. Yep. It is. It's a terrible reference. No, but it worked. Alright, so let's get to Milan then. Yeah, so we have Speed again. Um who's now with his master and bringing him a glove. Sir, your glove. And he's like, that's not mine. I'm wearing both of mine. And Speed's like, you know what I mean. It's Sylvia's glove that you wanted. It's the glove that was on the floor. <laughs> I... Take it. The girl. I'm tired of being surrounded by Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's Amelia yes. Bedelia. I'm going to go draw the curtains and I get out a sketchbook to do it. So literal. Yes. And so young. It must be like having... And so Valentine, who swore that he would never, ever fall in love with anybody, is now head over heels in love with Sylvia, who is the daughter of the Duke of And Speed is having to deal with this man who will never be in love, but is in love, but won't admit that he's in love, but requires Speed to do things for that love. And like, get him gloves. Like, get him gloves. Like, carry letters. Like, find out what she's doing. Is she breathing? Did she read something? Had she eaten something today? Just admit that you're in love with her. And then, what I think arguably is the best scene in the show, Sylvia shows up, and she has written... She's ha- She's asked Valentine to write a letter for her. Oh, I like mm-hmm. this scene. To give to the boy that she likes. And this is so elementary school, I love it. Because she likes Valentine, and she knows that he likes her, but he won't admit it. So she's trying to get him to admit it, and she's trying to tell him that she likes him, but not straightforward. So she's had him write a letter... To himself. ...to the person that she loves. And he's done it angrily, because he doesn't want to give a letter to somebody that she loves when he loves her. And she's like, well, then don't... Don't write it angry. Write it again. I'm giving this to you. And he's like, why are you giving this to me? I'm giving it to the person that I love. And he's like, but I already wrote it once and I don't want to do it again. Why are you making me do this again? And Speed is going, oh my God. (laughs) Speed has to spell it out for him. She likes you. That's what this is about. You jackass. Oh my God. (laughs) But it's such a cute scene. It's such an adorable scene. But it's so, like, it's so elementary school with, like, the little boy who has no idea what's going on. Because Valentine has no idea what's going on. Yeah. But he's not And Speed has to go, you dimwit. How is it not obvious to you that she's talking about you? Valentine is not. She's talking about you. None of them are except Speed. Yeah, and Speed is just annoyed. And the girls. The girls, yeah, Julia and and Sylvia. So there's there's this exchange. Um, Speed asks Valentine, did you perceive what she meant? And Valentine says, she gave me nothing except an angry word. And Speed says, she's given you a letter. Valentine says, that's the letter I writ to her friend. Speed says, and that letter she hath delivered. And there's an end. She gave it to you. <laughs> she gave it. I, I just want him to get out a big whiteboard and, like, write a map. This is... Like a flow chart of circle This words is that moment when the like, best friend in the young adult Netflix original movie has to spell out for the guy that the girl has loved him all along. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. just in unseen, inscrutable, invisible as a nose on a man's face or weathercock on a steeple. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. like speed. Just totally running. can't see it. It's Speeds just aside in this scene are hilarious. Because while while Sylvia and Valentine are talking, he has lines interspersed. They're all asides to the audience, and they're all asides about look how dumb this dipshit. That my master, being scribed like, to himself, should write the letter. Which is what it was. Yeah, such and a it's cute so scene. funny. Wouldn't this be good to do it with is your kids? So funny. I read this and I'm like, this is this is a playground. I got this. <laughs> I can set this on an elementary school. Not even like it's go perfect. up a little bit. Yeah, do middle school yeah. for this one. Cafeteria. Yeah, middle school cafeteria. I like there that. There you go. So way easier to find set pieces for that. Yeah, just pull them in from the. Yeah. Anyway, um, but you know, I I I read this and I was like, this is this is going to be Verona Middle School. Same characters from Romeo and Juliet at Verona Elementary School. They've just, like, bumped up a couple mm-hmm. grades. It's not that different. I mean, think about that opening scene of Romeo talking about Rosaline. Oh, yeah. No. Absolutely 100%. Um, and so then we actually get the scene between Proteus and Julia, where he tells her that he's leaving, and they exchange the rings, and he swears. He will be ever faithful. Uh, yeah. Forever he will be faithful. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. So, <laughs> forever, ever. Thank you. Thank Sorry, you for Miss Jackson. Us. All right. Ooh, I am for real. And then we meet Lance, and his dog who is just and his dog. Yes, Lance crab. and his dog crab. Lance is very sad to have to go to Milan. Why should he have to go anywhere? I mean, he's got his dog. But he doesn't like but his But he dog. also doesn't like his family. Because he's got a whole big line complaining about his dog. Lance doesn't like anything. No. Lance is like, my dog doesn't love me. And you can tell because he's not crying for this horrible position that I'm in. Yeah, he's not sad because I, I lo- have to like, go to Milan. Lance, through the whole thing, treats this dog like it's a person and should understand, like, directives given to it like you would give to a person. And then he, Lance becomes personally affronted. When the dog does not follow those directions. It sounds like the relationship that my wife has with our dog, Bones. Well, Bones is sweet and likes to cuddle her lots. But yeah, Lance is being sent to Milan with Proteus. As he should be. And Lance is actually Amelia Bedelia. Like, the others play it being Amelia Bedelia, but Lance actually everything is. is Everything is super literal. Everything is literal. And I feel that this is done because... He is going to be, like, Speed's counterpart, and it will yes, only be funnier. Like, all the rest of the scenes in the sh- show are Like, somebody was like, together. somebody had read Shakespeare's first couple of scenes, and they were like, oh my god, Speed is hilarious. I love how he interacts with these people who don't know what's going on. You should write a character who's just totally literal and has no idea. Com- and the Speed- complete exact opposite. Right, and just make them play off each other. It'll be great. And it was. <laughs> Loved it. It was. Those scenes <laughs> yeah, speed, are amazing. Speed and Lance together is real good. Um, that would be a lot of fun to play. And it, that would that's one of the scenes that would work really great as like a shorts fest. Oh, kind of yeah. Deal. Yeah. Like just the, the Speed and Lance show. Once the corona's gone, let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. All right. So let's get back um, to Milan. All right. So talking about weird names that you kept reading. Thurio 
Yes. In my mind, every Cheerio. time I read it was Cheerio. Yeah. Churro. And okay, it could have been that Done. I was kind of hungry. Oh, that should have been a square on the bingo card. We make up a new Mis- name mispronounced for a or pur- can't pronounce. purposely uh purposefully mispronounced name. We read yeah. we rename characters all the time. That's a, that's a good one. That's a real good one for the bingo card. That's a real good one and I missed it completely. So, yeah, churro here, um, but I like churros and this guy is a douche. This guy is a douche. So, do you remember so, Disco yeah, so Duke, Duke of- or Disco whatever? Disco oh, Dad? Oh, yeah, Disco was Disco, disco Dad. dad. Disco yeah. Dad. Yes, that's disco who that dad. guy reminds from, me of. From Love's Labors. A little bit. A little bit. But the Duke of Milan wants... Sylvia's his daughter, and he wants to marry her to Thurio. Yeah, Churro here is... He does not want to marry her to Valentine. He's foppish, he's wealthy, and he is daddy's favorite. And Sylvia's having yeah. none of it. Oh, she doesn't want anything to do with him. She does not want to marry him. She makes it very clear that she doesn't want to marry him, that she doesn't like him. And so the Duke's response to this is to lock her in a tower, basically, until she agrees to uh, follow his directive. He's going to put her in a tall tower that nobody can climb. He's got the key. You can't get in through the door. Nobody can possibly access this tower. Big girl timeout. And that's where he's put his daughter. I mean, it's totally normal, right? It's what all the cool dads do. Yeah, and if you don't like someone, just banish him. <laughs> Either way. So, Valentine is still trying to make his case to Daddy. Daddy's still not having any of it. But Valentine does tell him, hey, my buddy Proteus is coming. Get out of San Francisco, you weirdo. <laughs> Ryan just changed his background to San Francisco. All right. So... <laughs> Proteus oh, is coming. Valentine's super excited. He's like, my friend is amazing and you are going to love him. My buddy's coming. He's awesome. This is going to be great. And he says, hey, Sylvia, because I don't think Sylvia has been locked in the tower yet. But he says, he says, hey, Sylvia, you know how you let me like be your servant and do all these things for you? Um, my buddy's coming and it'd be real cool if you could yeah, hook him he- up with the same deal. I know he'll love it. You're not in any danger yeah. from him. Just He's in love be with the girl his back friend. Home. It'll be cool. So Proteus shows up and is like, hey, Valentine. Takes one look at Sylvia. And, and falls immediately oh, in love. She has huge Julia tracks who? of land. Huge. Huge tracks of land. Huge tracks of land. Uh, Julia who? Yeah, exactly. Julia And Julia. Valentine's like, hey, Proteus. How you doing, buddy? How's Julia. Uh, who's Julia? Who? Here's what? what? Oh, you don't want to hear about that. You don't like it when I talk about love. You don't like it when stuff. I talk about love. And then Valentine's like, yeah, but, but, hey, guess what? I fell in love. Now I'm in love. But he doesn't tell him. He doesn't tell him with whom. Because that's part of the whole shtiz of this play. Because if open communication happened, there'd be no drama or conflict. Of, well, of course. It is the name of the game. Well, no, he he tells Proteus. He says, yeah, I'm in love with Sylvia, that girl you just met. We're secretly engaged, but her dad doesn't know yet. Because I'm still talking her dad around. But we so, don't think it's going to happen. He's shutting her in this tower every night. So we've got this plan. I got a rope ladder and a big coat. I, yeah. I got a rope <laughs> ladder. I'm going to hide it under my cloak. We're going to be two guys in a trench coat. Can you help <laughs> and me get yeah, her out of the tower? Yeah, please help me. And Proteus is like, yeah, 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, of course we're, I will. Absolutely value baby. And as soon as he's alone on stage, Proteus has this big speech about, well, this is a pickle, isn't it? <laughs> I, this is a pickle. <laughs> I promised myself to scroll back home. And now I How did I get myself? How did I get here? What should I possibly do to pursue Sylvia and uh, hurt and betray both my love from back home and my best friend Valentine? But if I don't pursue her, I'm not being true to myself. So I guess I'm throwing those relationships under the bus. Gotta do me. Gotta do me. Look, numero uno. Gotta, gotta look out for, for number one. But if that's right. the conclusion he comes to is like, I don't like Valentine that much. I'm going to pursue Sylvia. Like, I love him. We're bros, but also fun. But, uh, basically. The next and scene we, with Speed and Lance is lovely. It is the best odd couple scene in a little while. Yeah, like I said, Speed, Speed and Lance is a lot of fun um, and would be a lot of fun to play and stage. I mean, it's not super long, but it's definitely like... Let's go out and get a drink. Outside? To drink? I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah, no. Come on. Come with me. I'll cheer you up. I know you're sad. And I bet Speed just wish he wouldn't have said those words. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But Speed do. spends a lot of time wishing he hadn't talked to people. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Which is real talk. I get that. I get that, too. <laughs> All right, so they go out for a drink after talking a little bit about Proteus and Julia. And yeah. It's like, how did your master part with his lady? And Lance is like, they're not parted. They're they're still in one piece. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not broken. They've, they've not been split from stem to stern. <laughs> they're just bad. They can learn to love again. It's fine. It's fine. And Speed's <laughs> like, no, Lance, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are dumb. All right. Yeah, Lance's, Lance's, yeah. Speaking of Julia, she's all the way back in Verona, and she's pining away. I wonder what could possibly happen to make this play more convoluted. You know what? We do have a scene before we get there, which is literally just Proteus. It's another scene with just Proteus talking about, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do me. Yeah, I'm just a bad uh, person, but I love me, but I'm bad. Ooh. And so he, he's come up with this plan. Um, because he knows Valentine's plan. He's like, I'm gonna tell the Duke what Valentine is planning. It'll make the Duke super mad at Valentine. He'll throw Valentine out of the city. And then my path to Sylvia will be clear if I can just get rid of Churro. Yeah. Throw my bro under the bus. It's totally fine. Because I saw Sylvia and forsake my original love. So as soon as Sylvia gets to know me, she'll do the same thing. Of all of the villain aside speeches in all of Shakespeare, this one's the lamest. It's super not evil. It's not well, like... Proteus, Proteus isn't even really a villain. He's the closest we've got, though. He's the closest we've got in this. But he's not written as if he's a villain. He's just a selfish twat waffle. He's just a piece of shit. I'm still a piece he's, of garbage. He's kind of a shitty human being. So, but yeah, he's got a whole scene to himself that's just this like 50-line monologue about his plans. And then we meet Julia who's pining away for Proteus. <laughs> so she gets this great idea. She, you know what? Fuck this. 
I'm going to Milan. And the maid's I'm like, gonna go see my boyfriend. You can't. And Lucetta's go. like, uh, how how are you gonna do that? You have a vagina goes, and can't cross water on your own. Well, Lucetta, Lucetta <laughs> well, says, how are you gonna do that? Prevent sea travel. Well, Poseidon hates that. We yeah. we learned that already, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That's what Pericles what taught. Saying. We learned that the hard way, didn't we, Pericles? <laughs> didn't we? She's like, no, no, no. But, no, no. So I will disguise my vagina with pants and no one will know I'm a girl. I will be And sick. then is like, okay, if we're going to disguise you as a boy, then you need to cut off all your hair. No, 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 I can't do that. I'll put I'm it in a hat. My hair. Give me a hat. Okay, well then to make your boy disguise realistic, we need to give you a cod piece to wear. And Julie's like, no, 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 that would be indecent. People would think I had a penis. <laughs> yeah, the, that's, that's the, the point. fucking point, Julia. You're supposed to look like you have a dick. We're gonna trick Poseidon into not sinking the boat because of your vagina with a cod piece. You don't have to have a penis to go in it. It's just a piece of fabric with a little bit of boning in it. It'll we're be trying okay. to pretend so the god of the sea doesn't destroy you. <laughs> but we also need to give you a big uh, name tag that says "I am not Pericles." Yeah, because he will then, of course, turn around and destroy your ship. Just in one fell swoop. Unless you're in a waterproof box. And make sure Pericles is not on the boat with you. Yeah. It's a bad place to be. You gotta get hucked overboard in a waterproof box, otherwise you're not surviving. But yeah, Julia's like, it'll be a fun adventure. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Milan, I'm gonna find my boyfriend, I'm gonna surprise him. It's gonna be great. He He's gonna really love written it. to you at all. Didn't call. He's left you on red. That's why I'm going to him. That's why uh, I'm going to him. It's gonna be yeah, great. Yeah, but what if he's um It's gonna be great happy to see you. Meanwhile, he's in the middle of getting his friends thrown under the bus. Yeah, so he's banished. He's gone to the land and been like, This is his plan. Please don't don't let him know this came from me. Like I wouldn't be betraying him except that you are like so important and favored by God and it's wrong for me to keep this from you, and I'm trying to, like, do the moral thing. I, but please I do, don't let him know it was me. I do so love it when we use favored by God as a reason to betray our friends. So the Duke Absolutely. comes up with the best plan. The, oh, I love this scene. The Duke is very clever, and Valentine's a dimwit. So Duke is like, I hey, read this scene Valentine. about Valentine. You a dum-dum. You're so dumb. I've got this He's like a puppy. girl yes. that I love, uh, and I'm going to marry her and cut Sylvia out completely. And Valentine's like, cool, sweet, I don't care. Tell me, Valentine, how would you woo her? Her dad doesn't want me to marry her. And he Valentine's shut her like, away. Oh, yeah, I got, I've got a perfect plan for you that's fail-proof. He's like, he shut her away. He's like, he shut her away, though, in a tower, and it's so tall and nobody can climb it. Oh, go to her in the dead of night. Yes, but how would you get up there? Get a rope ladder and get a big long cloak like mine and you can hide the rope ladder under the cloak. And the king's like, you're right, that's a great idea. Give me your cloak so that I can get a pattern made of it so I know it's the right size. And Valentine's like, I can't give you this cloak. Any cloak will do. It's really fine. I'm not hiding a rope ladder under my cloak. (laughs) And the Duke's like, bitch, please, get the fuck out. And kicks him out of the lawn. Just kicks him out. Like, that... And it's, like, honestly, you shouldn't lock your daughter in a tower, but if you're going to, at least give me a funny scene like the Duke has here. (laughs) Well, at at least hope that you're matching wits against Valentine when you're trying to keep her there. Because Valentine, 
straight, no problem for the Duke here. And I really want the scene where somebody has to tell Sylvia that Valentine got caught in exactly this manner. Because I really just want to see her going, I'm in love with the dum dum. He's he is so dumb. So pretty. It's a good thing I'm so, so smart. Stupid. Yeah. Morosexual. What do you call okay, so a butterface is when everything's great but her face. What do you call a, a dude when everything's awesome as long as he just kept his mouth shut? You call yourself morosexual? You're only attracted to idiots. <laughs> it's a Tumblr phrase. I can't claim it. I mean, that's how you got married, right? I'm calling Chase a moron. I I know. <laughs> Just in case. But I'll get close to too, the microphone. You're too far away for me to shove. Oh, social distancing. You can't throw me in the road. <laughs> it's social distancing. That's right. Otherwise known as outside of melee range. Yay! Yes. No PvP. You have to you have to stay outside of melee range. I'm kidding. Chase so, is not a moron. So yeah, uh he gets he gets thrown out and then he he sits and sulks about it for a while. He talks about how sad he is. Cause if he's parted from Sylvia, he's nothing. Do you think that he and Romeo share a trailer on the outside of town? <laughs> I really do, yeah. Really you just go mope about being sad. Yeah, and, they could have and a then Lance and Proteus show up, and Proteus is like, oh, man, buddy, what's wrong? Hey, talk to me, bud. Talk to me. What's going on? I got caught real dumb-like. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so dumb. It's like, oh, no, that's so, I'm so sad about that. Oh, man, Valentine, that sucks, dude. That's so rough. Well, oh, sorry, nerds. bye. I'm sorry about you. My friend. dad says I gotta stay in Milan. Enjoy your uh, being kicked out into the woods. Have fun Bye. leaving. And Valentine goes, I have to leave. Hey, Lance, if my servant shows up, like, I'm, I'm real sorry to do this to him, like, twice in a week, but um, I gotta leave without him. Tell him to just catch up with me at the gate. Yeah, just send him afterwards. Just send him after me. And so as soon as Valentine and Proteus leave... And Lance is alone on stage, and he's got a paper cataloging the virtues and faults of this milkmaid that he's in love with. And Speed comes up, and he's like, hey, Lance. Um, so what's going on? What do you hear from- Are you saying that Lance made a pro-con list for a girl? He did. He did. <laughs> he yes. did, in fact. For the lusty milkmaid. And so Speed comes up, and he's like, hey, Lance, is there any news from uh, your master or my master? Yes. And uh, he goes Amelia Bedelia. And so Speed just decides, like, okay, if there was a message, he'd give it to me because he would at least understand what I'm asking. What you got on that paper there, bud? I'm not telling you. Uh, okay. But you look kind of upset about it. I am. There are more cons than pros for my lusty wench pro-con list. I mean, I'm not telling you. This, this list, I'm not I'm not telling you what's I'm on not this list. You can't read, so you can't know what's on this paper. And Speed's like, I I can read. Dude, I, I can't. <laughs> in fact, in fact, do know how to read. And so then Lance goes, oh, <laughs> you can read? Then prove like it. Read this paper. And so then they have this whole big scene where he's reading each of the pros and cons. And Lance is reacting to them, trying to decide if he's going to pursue this girl or not. And I know that halfway through, Speed is like, why am I doing this? How did I get here? Why am I involved in this conversation? And at the end, Lance goes, well, well, 
Well, screw you and your ability to read. Your master was waiting for you at the north gate, and you're going to miss him. And you'll have to and run. And like, what? Yeah. What? No. Yeah, your he, master was here. He said you should follow him. And Speed's like, he got kicked out of Milan, he, like, hours ago. And he's like, Lance, I hate you. Yeah. I hate your love letter. I hate everybody who's ever been in love with anybody. Yeah. Fuck y'all, I'm out. You, you all suck. Can I have my letter back? And Speed leaves. Yes. I love it. I just... I love it. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. He's so good. It... You're right. We're gonna have to stage this. It's gonna have to happen. This is probably one of my favorite ones that we've read that I hadn't read before. I just really thought it was hilarious. And I know this this play is really funny. And And I needed a laugh. I needed a good laugh. Yeah. It's interesting because I was reading the synopsis again before I read the play. I read the synopsis so I'd have a vague sense of what was going on. And one of the first things Wikipedia tells me is like, this is widely considered to be one of his weaker plays. And I'm reading and going, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is not. It is not considered to be one of his finest Look, works. I am a drunken Shakespearean theologian. And I can tell you that this one's funny and most of them aren't. Professional. Yeah. Professional. Drunken Professional drunken Shakespeare theologian. Um, Don't forget the professional. So we've been actually like chucking right along through this. We're in Act Three now. We're making pretty good time when we're not around to distract each other. Anyway, so uh, so now the Duke's like, okay, Proteus, Valentine's out of the way. So now I need your help again because you were so helpful with him. I need to know how to get my daughter to like Thurio and agree to marry him. And um, Proteus is like. I can make that happen. Absolutely, I can make that happen. Yep. But yep, Thurio totally first has to come in and be like, she likes me less now. I don't understand. I kept telling her that her boyfriend was ex- expelled from the city, and she says I'm stupid. And I hate Yeah, it. I don't get it. I don't get it. She doesn't get it. She doesn't like him. And Proteus is like, yeah, I can totally... That is absolutely my goal, too, is to get your daughter to like Thurio. I'm 100% behind that. Don't Pay attention to the fingers crossed behind my back. I'm 100% I'm totally not lying to you so at all. When I've, we get I've to Taming of the Shrew... i never before, so not we, lying to you now. When we get to Taming of the Shrew in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, this is a lot like when Bianca's beau decides that he should be the new teacher. This is... Mm. He thinks he's going to be the fox in charge of the hen house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I got. So Valentine has left the city and he and Speed in the woods have encountered these three outlaws. He runs into some vagabonds. So surrounded them. In the notes, it's in Mantua, which I think is very important. Yes. Yes. It's Mantua. Everything Mantua, is in Mantua. which is, is near Verona. Near Verona. As we know from RJ. So um, well, it goes along with my lines of that they're just they're sharing a rundown trailer outside of Verona. One hundred percent, absolutely. This also. How is this one of the weaker plays? This scene is brilliant. <laughs> this scene is so much fun. It's so they meet these outlaws, and Valentine's like, "Hmm, I need uh, to not get killed by outlaws today. That would really put." just so much more of a damper on my day and this day already sucks so i really need to not be killed by bandits and then it was, i'm gonna tell them that i killed a man yeah, i have been and that's why i was exiled and every other bandit out there all the other outlaws like, were like yeah oh. 
Yeah, I got kicked out for killing a guy, too. Yeah, we're... And then, like, in the weirdest plot twist ever, you're like, do you want to be our leader? Because you're the smartest one. Because you're the smartest one. And Speed's like, can you... Yes, please say yes to that, because then they won't kill us. Please say yes to that. Valentine's like, it would go against my honor, but I will. But I will do it. <laughs> there was a, there was a guy in there, so everybody's like, yes, I killed a man as well. And one's like, I tried to take a woman from a tower. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just seemed to stop for a second. They're like, oh, maybe we're all out here because we tried to take ladies from towers. We should stop doing it. So uh, maybe Valentine the tower is now... was inside you all along. <laughs> Valentine is now king of the Ryan, Woodland Outlaws. Is there a tower inside of you? Is that what you call it? No. No. You don't have a tower inside of you all along? No, I said the tower was inside of you all and, along. And I want I want to point this out because I find this to be infuriating. If I were to say to you, hey Beth, yeah. Shakespeare wrote thirty seven plays. Okay. We think. Thirty eight if you count two noble kinsmen. Thirty seven, thirty eight plays, something along those lines. And one of those plays is about King John. Oh. Who was the king during the Robin Hood myths. Oh, I like that Disney movie. And one of those plays mentions Robin Hood. Which play do you think the bard wrote that mentions Robin Hood? Well, it'd be King John. No, it's Two Gentlemen of Verona. Why? That doesn't make any sense. But one of the bandits says, By the bare scalp of Robin Hood's fat friar, this fellow were a king for our wild faction. And that's how I'm swearing to things from now on. Uh, by the bare scalp of Robin Hood's fat friar. Let's do it. By the... I promise I will. By the bare scalp of Robin Hood's fat friar. <laughs> yes. I won't remember that in two days, but I'm excited what? for it right <laughs> You're now. You're not going to remember that in 20 minutes. What this, What is helpful about... So far, Two Gentlemen of Verona has helped us to place itself and uh, Romeo and Juliet but now King John, King John and thus this, uh... all of the other histories into chronology right yes, like they've I all, said they're starting to bring the Shakespeare theatrical universe <laughs> together in a chronological timeline this is that Kevin Smith movie where he's self-referencing all of himself what was it yeah, Jay, no, and, it so- is, Jay yeah. and Silent Bob Jay, Jay and Silent Bob strike, strike back. back yeah yep. that's yeah. what this play is yep first play my asshole and so eventually Valentine's like, I will live with you. I will be your king. But you must never attack women or poor people. <laughs> and the outlaws are like, no, of course not. We're not monsters. We just kill guys. Yeah, we're just, we're, we're just. <laughs> we swear. Outlaws. By the bare head of Robin Hood's fat friar. <laughs> by the bare yeah, head of Robin totally, Hood's fat friar. We totally killed guys. And so then we get. We're tough. I have written it down. Act four so now. I will not forget that swear. Love it. Is it? Did you put bare scalp? Is that the wording no. you used? I wrote bare, bare scalp bare of scalp. Robin Hood's fat friar. Yes. By the bare arms of Pat Mahood. Oh, bare arms. <laughs> he still thinks so, Cloverfield was about space bears. It is about space bears. We don't not see them. You don't know what space bears look like. So then exactly. we go back to we go back to Proteus, who again is uh, catching us up on everything that's gone down. These are all the ways I'm a piece of shit, in case you've forgotten. 
any of them. If, I've if spelled them all out. you didn't remember how big of a fucking I forswore the woman I that I swore to be valiant to always. I'm pursuing a woman who wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> I threw my best friend She's under the bus to get friend. at her. And now I am misleading the Duke and this uh, Knight Churro. Just in case you had forgotten some of my douchery. She called him Churro. Let me make sure you know everything that's going on. His name is Churro. His name is Churro. <sighs> and so Thurio comes up and he goes, are you sure that I should sing her a song about how much I love her? Yes. Warble away. <laughs> yes. You yeah, should Yeah, here that. you go. Use this, play this mandolin while you do it. Yeah. And yeah. while they're in this, uh, like, tavern, I guess... Practicing with these musicians, who should appear but Julia, disguised as a boy named Sebastian. Which. Yep. Bringing it all together. Is that just the only boy's name he knows for girls <laughs> yes, to be it's trying the, to be? It's, it's. Look, there's already an Antonio in this show, and wherever there is an Antonio in a Shakespeare play, with like there's only one exception. Somewhere there is a Sebastian or there is a Bassanio, and Bassanio is a name related somehow to Sebastian. And she's talking to the host and she's like, hey, um, yeah, it's almost the same, but not quite. Um, and she sees Proteus and she's like, ooh, hey, uh, tavern master, can you tell me about that guy there? Yeah. He's he, like, ah. He's been hitting on that girl over there, like, a lot. Yeah, he's, he's totally in love with it. And she's like, what? 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 This He's comes out of left field. Nobody has warned me that this might have happened. He's been false to me? And but so we exchanged rings. And so she is, she's all upset and so sad. And apparently Sylvia, they're like, they're like playing at the inn that's below the tower where Sylvia is. Yeah. Because she can hear them from her window. Yes. He's he's yeah. singing this song to her. He's like, Churro, let me show you how this would go. Let me demonstrate for you what we're gonna have you do. I'm totally wooing in your name by your by the way. Like I'm yeah, doing this, this, is for all you. For, this, this is all for you. This is all for you, buddy. So he sings this song <laughs> about how amazing and wonderful she is and how much he loves her. And Julia, of course, hears him and she goes, He's plays false. He plays, he plays super not false. true. And the host is like, No, he's in he's in tune. The song sounds good. He doesn't sound bad. There's nothing pitchy about what he's doing. And she keeps going, it's, it doesn't ring true. It sounds bad to my ears. And the host's like, you're, you're crazy. He's actually really talented. What, because what music are you listening to? Because everybody is so super literal. <laughs> this is Amelia Bedelia and the two gentlemen of Verona. <laughs> <laughs> We're renaming the play. Doesn't uh, Proteus then send her with a gift for Sylvia? Uh, once they meet, which they haven't quite done yet. First, he tries to woo Sylvia directly, going, hey, did you hear my song? She's like, yeah, and I wish you'd stop singing to me. Because, but yeah, I love you're you. A, you're a douche. Go And away. she's like, you're a horrible human being. You're a piece of shit. Because I know you have a girlfriend. Back in Verona, who you're being false to. Yeah. And I know you got my boyfriend, Valentine, who's supposed to be your best friend, kicked out of the city. You're a piece of shit, and I will never love you. She asked him, she's like, what about your girlfriend? I'm pretty sure she's dead. She's not dead. Waterproof box. No, she might have died. You don't know. Lots happened since then. She could be dead. I wouldn't know. She's at the Temple of Diana. 
She's like, well, what about your best friend, Valentine? He's dead, too. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. You I'm, should... the only one, I'm the only one who survived. <laughs> I am legend. It's totally fine that I'm wooing you. It's not a problem. So, to prove that she's dead, I'll bring you a picture of her. How the fuck does that make no, sense? No, no, no. He wants a picture of Sylvia. Yeah, he doesn't want like, he's, not... he's not going to give Sylvia a picture of his dead girlfriend. No, uh, I read no. that wrong, like, Sylvia, It made no sense. Send me, send me a picture. Like, if you won't let me woo you, will you at least give Nudes. me a picture of you to woo? And she's like, if I give you a picture, will you leave me the fuck alone? Uh, I need a no. He's like, no promises, but maybe. And she goes, <laughs> no, fine. No. Fine, my wall. If there's a chance that you might leave me alone. Proteus is like, send nudes. And so he leaves, and we go to Sylvia in the tower. Basically, I need to get away from all of these horrible people who I can't stand. And so she she gets in touch with a, a knight yeah, named... Yeah, basically. Eglamore. 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 Yes, sir, Eglamore. So, Eglamore. Eglamore. Um, he's a former suitor. She's, she's already, already rejected, rejected him, and he... Like a decent human being is like, hey, that's cool. No hard feelings. Let's be friends. <laughs> and, yeah, he totally, he, he accepts. NBD, there's a girl over there who isn't throwing up at the sight of me. So, so I'll she, go over there. Okay. Yeah, he accepts the, 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 uh, the being rejected with, uh, you know, yeah. some poise. So she calls him back and she goes, hey, here's a list of all of the shit that's happening to me right now. I would really like to escape from here. Would you be willing to help me? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's awful. I will meet you at that friar's uh, cell over there. Sound good? Oh, man. What friar's what friar cell? cell? Friar Patrick. Friar Patrick. Oh, okay. Not yet. Not yet. So skipping past that, the, the monologues about his dog are fabulous and pointless. Like, I would cut them for time, but not for content. Julia has found Proteus dressed as a boy. Sure. And she goes, I'm looking for, yeah, name Sebastian. I'm looking for work. Could I be a page for you? Now, let's not forget. Remember, Proteus in the first act learned that a bad messenger is something that, that can really hurt you. So he decides, let's not use Lance anymore. Let's use Julia. Yes, yeah, Sebastian. Uh, I do have an opening for a page because my old one's dumb. Um, will you please go and take this letter? And this ring to Sylvia, and he pulls a ring off his finger, and she's like, hey, I've just, I've heard some rumors. Isn't that the ring that your uh, girlfriend in Verona gave you? And he's like, yeah, it is, but it's fine. She's dead, so she's totally cool if I give it to another girl. Oh, I feel bad for and Julia's her. Julia's like, um, yeah, wow, ooh. I pity her a lot. Why do you pity her? Because you swore that you'd love her forever, and now you're pursuing another girl. Don't you feel a little bit bad about that? No. No, but not of really. All of the terrible things I've done, that's really the bottom of the list look, of the things I feel terrible about. <laughs> look, is this is this is not a big deal. Yeah. It's like listen, give her John this letter, Ralphio. give her this ring. She's gonna give you a painting for me. So just collect that and bring it back to me. Okay? All right. You trade my dead then... ex girlfriend's ring for this painting of this other girl. And so Julia has this speech about like, uh should I do this? I feel like I shouldn't do this, but he also did hire me to be his page boy, so it would be so she has immoral of me to not. It's unethical. It's it's unethical for me to not for me to not do it. So I guess I'm going to go to Sylvia, and then we have a really great scene between Sylvia and Julia. This is this is a good scene. My ethical dilemma. 
Because she shows up and she goes, hey, um, Proteus is my master and he wants me to give you this ring and this letter. And Sylvia basically goes, ugh, I that steaming pile of human garbage. I hate him so and much. Julia's like, please tell me more about how awful he is. It's like he's cheating on his girlfriend and trying to tell everybody he's she's dead. She sounds like a really nice not. girl, and this guy's a serious she's, dickhead. She's probably super pretty Such and super an nice and super kind. And Julia's like, "Thank you for that, because I knew her." Oh, what? Yes, we were children together. I used to try and make her laugh, <laughs> so I know that she would appreciate this. <laughs> and I would sad. totally play this scene. I would totally play this scene as Sylvia, one hundred percent, seeing through Julia's disguise and knowing for certain that she is talking to Julia. Everything about Sylvia's character is that like she is the female speed she knows what's going on she yep. understands yes she knows valentine's a dumb dumb he's just got a really nice patootie <laughs> she he she thinks he's she thinks he's great it doesn't matter if he's stupid she's smart enough for the both of them <laughs> they won't starve she's pretty smart she can handle things and julia she's julia very smart and he's pretty pretty julia leaves the scene with well if he was going to leave me, at least it's for someone who's as good and as pretty as I am. Fuck that. Yeah, and she gets the portrait, and she gives this speech that I think you can play actually, like, really sad and heartbreaking. Because she gets the portrait, and she's studying the portrait, and she's talking about, like, I want to hate her because Proteus has fallen in love with her. But she's actually really nice and sweet and cool, and I can't hate her. She's actually so all pretty I can do fucking great. All I can do is study this portrait and try and see, like, what is it about her that is more appealing to Proteus than me? Like, what could I change about myself? No, that's the wrong road to go down, sister. We've all, yeah. That will lead you to Ben and Jerry's. It's terrible. Stay out of it. It's time for the chunky monkey in sweatpants. But I do really love the subversion of the trope of hating. Yeah, hating the other woman. The other girl that that we get well it's it's uh it's like uh oh shit what since we haven't the name of the play we did like two... uh uh the other obscure one <laughs> all's well all's, all's well, well that ends well, well. yeah god damn that was literally two plays ago Look, and we we've could... read a lot of shakespeare it's like when i couldn't remember the plot of pericles <laughs> that's the only one to i know save my life we pericles were, we were... Pericles and now and, we'll never forget the plot of Pericles. And Timon of Athens. That he's throwing chunks of gold instead of potatoes. Throwing chunks of gold. That's what I remember. Well, time he's at- in this woods somewhere with the outlaws. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Otherwise, they're never going to find enough tubers. Timon of Athens is... Tubers. Tubers. It's not a tuber. It's a tuber. What if, what if the outlaw band from this play and the Duke and Jacques from... As you like it, are stealing all of Timon of Athens. That would be amazing, and that's why he can't find them. He can't find any fucking potatoes because these guys took them <laughs> he all. Keeps and Jack Williams would absolutely, and then they all find the potatoes. Go look at all these potatoes we just found. Isn't this great? Jack Weiss would Maybe these belong to someone. Love. Let's plant some of our gold where they it's, were. As a thank you, it, he would love to get rid of all of his money just to fuck with that guy. <laughs> that's the first pin. It's the first pin of the night. I know we haven't been putting pins in things. I like it. I like it. Well, isn't ja- isn't 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 Jacques a f- the fire? Who? 
that's that's one theory. So, all right, we're all the way that's, to act. That's we're Shakespeare's at, theatrical universe. But we're two. We're two. We're five. finally here. We're finally here. So, the plan has gone off without a hitch. The scene plan has gone off the really rails. short. No, no Sylvia's well, plan really has gone short. off without a hitch. Sylvia's plan is, has worked perfectly because Sylvia is smart. Yes, but everything she else has gone doing. off the rails. So she meets Iglamore at the the friar's cell, and they go into the forest, and that's all going that's great. Quite- and then we have Proteus so- and Churro and Julia Sebastian. So the Duke comes in. He's like, "Hey." How's it going with my daughter? And oh, it's going great. Thurio, Cheerio. Oh, you is don't like, think that she? How, I do you think that she likes me? Uh, no, not really, not really at all. Julia's there, and the but Duke Proteus. Proteus is telling Thurio, Churro, yeah, she loves you. She does, yeah. but it doesn't seem like she likes me when I do this oh, thing. That just that's means how you girls need to show do it. more. Yeah, so he's yeah, giving purposefully out. bad advice. He's actually got totally a speech scams. that is horrifying advice that he gives it at one point. I think we, it was an earlier scene, but he's got a speech that's like literally like, "Don't do this if you like a girl. Don't do any of this." Yeah, do- I am lying to this man. Do not follow my advice. It will be bad. But the Duke comes in, questioning everybody. Where's how's it going with my daughter? Is she with you? Have you seen her today? No, none of you know where my daughter is? Fuck. Great. It's like, I know where my daughter is because I just found out from this friar who's been wandering the woods in penance and his name happens to be Lawrence. Yes, we found him! That she just ran into the forest with Eglamore. Guys, what are you doing? Yeah, lost her. Shakespeare Theatrical Universe together. Tis true, for Friar Lawrence met them both as he and Penance wandered through the forest. And I read that and went, Friar Lawrence, that's not a name we've heard before in this play ever. (laughs) Don't you like this play? Who's Friar Lawrence? And I have a note in my Norton that says possibly a slip for Friar Patrick mentioned in the preceding scene. And I was like, no, it's Friar Lawrence. Wandering the woods in penance. No. Because a certain plan of his went very poorly. Went very poorly. Well, and then Sir Eglamore runs off and gets eaten by a dragon that sounds like Sean Or a bear. Connery. What? So. Or a bear. No, no. Eglamore uh, is the name of a, a knight that was sure. eaten in the movie Dragonheart. Got it. Got it. It's been... Uh, not long enough since I've watched Dragonheart, but still too long. Well, you're wrong if it's been not long enough, because Dennis Quaid and Sean Connery... Look, I'm collecting amazing. the Dennis Quaid verses... David Thewlis is in it! Look, I have been collecting the Dennis Quaid verses movies. <laughs> yeah, every movie is a Dennis Quaid versus something. I love Dennis Quaid versus... Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid versus dragons. Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid versus yeah. angels. Angels. Dennis Quaid versus the inside of your body. So. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. That's inner space. Yep. Dennis Quaid versus outer space. Yep. You can keep going. There's a Dennis Quaid versus just about anything. Dennis Quaid versus tuberculosis. Dennis Quaid versus the volcano. Dennis Quaid. And Dennis Quaid uh, versus 
meddling twins who are trying to set him up with his wife again. Let's move on. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, mm. that one's good. That one's good. So the Duke delivers hay. <laughs> She's run into the forest. She's run away. And then they all just kind of stand there looking at him. And he's like, what are you going to do about it? And per- and Thurio goes, I'm going to follow uh, her. We, uh, and goes, I'm going to follow him. And Julie goes, I'm going to follow them both. <laughs> <laughs> it's and so then either way, let's the get them all up. The Sylvia forest. has been captured by outlaws. Taken to their leader. Taken to their leader. Their, <laughs> their sexy leader. But they assure him. They assure, Is it they Robin Hood from the Disney animated? We're going to take you to our leader, but he made us promise that we weren't going to do any horrible things to women. So you'll be fine. But this is just like, he's our leader, so we found you in the forest and we're outlaws, so we got to take you to him. Yeah, like, it's just a thing. It's, 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 don't and worry. And so, well. Holsties. Valentine is giving a nice speech about how great living in the forest is. And, and then he goes, oh, there's people coming. It. Let me hide and see who it is. And it's Proteus and Julia. And Julia. Who just rescued who just Sylvia. rescued and Sylvia. And Proteus is like, but I rescued you. Doesn't that make you want to be in love with me? It doesn't. And it doesn't give you rights well, that hasn't to try happened. to rape That me. hasn't happened quite yet. Yeah, and Proteus um, is basically like... But sorry. Valentine is listening to this going, What? My best friend? My bro? In love with my girlfriend? How could they? Oh, no. And and she, Sylvia has this great speech saying, I would rather have been taken by a lion and eaten for his breakfast than been rescued by you. I hate you. I detest you. I will never love you. Stop talking to me. She's she's about she's about ready to move into a cave. I think she's about ready to scratch his eyes out, and I'd be people. here for it, honestly. And so start finally, Proteus snaps. He grabs her. At which point, Valentine like steps out and goes, "Unhand her, villain!" And Proteus goes, "Valentine, buddy, hey, um, this." This isn't what you. This is what looks like. In this particular scene, Valentine is being played by Errol Flynn, and Proteus <laughs> is played by Basil Rathbone. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> and then, and then this is With a twirly mustache and all. Yes, it, that is. This is where I'm, the. I'm sorry, that's a cast of Captain Blood, but it would work for this because it would. It would. Valentine goes and hand that villain, and Proteus goes Valentine, and Valentine goes, "You are a right. horrible piece of shit." You've done all these horrible things. How could you? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And Proteus goes, I am ashamed of myself. You're right. I am. I was blinded I'm to the more ashamed of, of my myself actions. than you could be ashamed of oh, myself. Oh, no. Please forgive me. And Valentine goes, yeah, okay. Well, if you knew you were wrong, well, then, <laughs> and then I Julia guess it's finally okay. finally goes... Everything will work ah, out. And faints. And, just, and they're like, oh no, again. the boy fainted. Let's go figure out what's going on. As if she didn't just faint. So I imagine this scene happening with Julia. Like, Wait a second. That's a cod piece. That's uh, not a real dick. <laughs> 
That's a cod piece that's not a real dick. Are you serious? <laughs> You're not going to just rush past that. Like, you didn't just say that. You know that a cod... Like, cod piece isn't a penis substitute. It's like where the penis goes in the pants. Oh, God, that's a cod piece, not a penis. Look, I was, I was just, just calling back to our earlier cod beast conversation. No, no, I'm glad that you did. Uh, <laughs> however, I think that Chase should make that into a fucking idea for another <laughs> podcast about fashion through the ages, which is the cod piece conversation. The, this is, yeah, the cod piece conversation. Cock so, talks. But here's the thing. So Julia faints, which gets everybody's attention back on her and they're like, oh, the boy fainted. And then without, like, even referencing that she fainted, she just has a line where she says, my master charged me to deliver a ring to oh. uh, Sylvia, and I forgot to do it. So in my mind, she's, like, lying flat on the forest floor and just, like, sticking the ring up in the air. It's like, this is not the time. It's not the place. But you feel awkward. And and it's just her way of, like, this is now right. how I have to solve this whole problem. She goes, Ma- Madam, Sylvia told me to give this ring to you. And she gives it to Proteus and he goes, where did you get this? Because it is, of course, the ring he um, gave to Julia. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. So it's yeah. it's the yeah. ring he gave to Julia. And she gave him the wrong ring. And so then she's like, I'm sorry. And then let she me takes her head off, this ring. shakes her hair down. And then he's like, no, 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 but where did you get that so, other ring? And then, yeah, because thank goodness she didn't cut her hair or she'd have true. been unrecognizable. And then, but then we get the L'Oreal commercial, even though. what It wasn't Pantene. <laughs> what did you make fun of? Pan, Pantonio. Pantonio yeah. commercial. It's a Pantonio commercial. It's the non-union equivalent Pantene. And so she reveals. <laughs> she reveals that she is Julia. And Proteus goes. Oh my gosh. My stars I and garters. How pretty you were. <laughs> yeah, I still above love all you, else, Julia. Now that I know it's you. Forever. Again. And I done fucked Hey, up. I've been a real dickhead to you for like a while. And I know and you then just Valentine. Now. Valentine, like the dumb dumb he is, goes, Oh, good. Ooh, we're double all friends date. again. Yay. Um, and then the Duke and, and Churro show up. And Shiro's like, look, if she doesn't like me at this point, I'm relinquishing my claim to her. I, I don't want to deal, deal with this, with this shit. And the Duke's like, fine. Fine, Valentine. I guess you can marry my daughter. He's like, well, I am king of the outlaws now. It looks like I'm going to have an outlaw for an in-law. <laughs> in-law. <laughs> and it's like, okay, double wedding. Hooray. And then they leave. And then they, they pardon they pardon the outlaws. So Billy Bob and Jimbo and all them, they get to go back to. And the one yeah, guy who was like, hey, I just tried to get a end, lady end. out of the tower. I don't know why it was taken out. It's revealed he killed actually 14 people. He, it, Yeah, he, he actually was a mass murderer. Yeah, he was lying too. Just... It was. It's a it weird was. twist to take um, right at the end. Shakespeare there, really hasn't dagger. put a whole lot of mass murder in, but <sighs> yeah, outside of like Titus Andronicus. Well, it's not. There is Titus. Ma- I mean, it de- depends on what you call mass. <laughs> <laughs> like how many bodies? There were enough bodies for a mass he's, grave by the end of that. He's play. killed ten, maybe fifteen hookers. Would it fill up yeah. a mass on Sunday? Okay. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so they're like, all right, let's go have a double wedding, huzzah, and they leave, 
Leaving us with one We're very speed. important unanswered question. <laughs> We're speed. I'm glad that we are all like, hey, what happened to him? He left the last the- we yeah. saw him. He was Didn't like, what happened to this guy? Where is he? That we actually like. Is he still wandering around the woods trying to Where's figure out where Valentine show? is? He left. I think so. He left. No, because he was with Valentine when they yeah, got no, captured I mean, by the outlaws. He just straight up peaced. He said, fuck this. He's like, look, I found... He's living with Timon in the cave I in am, the woods, and Timon's not happy about it. He's like, I am done. I am done with your Amelia Bedelia bullshit. And now he's done I'm with the out. fact that Timon keeps pulling up chunks of gold, going, God damn it, why aren't you a potato? And Speed's like, it's gold. Gold can be exchanged for lots of potatoes. You can buy fucking potatoes with it, you ass bag. <laughs> and, now, and now I want Speed in the background of every Shakespeare play. Trying to talk sense to people and they just won't listen to He was okay, so before I read this play, Touchstone was my touchstone of reality. Like he was my favorite reality interjection into a play. Speed has taken that over. He is my new favorite. That takes a lot. I have been in love with Touchstone for years. And now I'm in love with Speed. Which, please don't take that out of context. The only way I accept... <laughs> the the only way that I accept the ending of this play as written without wanting to rewrite the decisions made by all of the characters regarding Proteus is if it plays out exactly as written here and once everybody has left the stage, Speed just walks on and gives a monologue that I will write that starts with, <laughs> Are you Where fucking kidding time? me? He just threatened no, 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 no. to rape another girl. He's like betrayed you and been false all to you. you. Really You're marrying him now? All you really have to do We're is We're all okay the, uh... with this? Like he walks on stage, looks around, is like, where did it go this time? God fucking God. I quit. And then just storm off. I quit. I'm out. He, he, I quit. He's, Walk he's away. got sick of the shit. It. He quit. He walked out. He left the forest of... Arden. Mantua. Yeah, that's, that's, I almost Arden. said Arden, but we know we're not in France right now. Well, France, Rome. We're it's in, really just we're a... In Frid- we're, we're in, we're in Fridley. It's Fridley. Or uh, is it Franklin? It's Franklin where it's a two-hour ride to anywhere. There's a book called Mythica Woods in which once you travel into this woods, all of the scenes of every like fairy tale, anything that ever happens in the woods, quote-unquote, happens inside this wood and you can enter in one side and leave in a completely different area that's what it is why haven't i read that because you don't read the books i suggest and it's out of print i'll lend you my copy but you got to give it back because i stole it from my dad (laughs) he's not getting it back it's out of print i mean (laughs) that sounds like my jam it's amazing one of the oh speaking of robin hood and his fat friar's bald head that's how it starts. The bear scalp. The bear scalp, scalp. of bald scalp. The bear scalp of Robin Hood's fat bear friar. Scalp of Robin Hood's the bear fat arms friar. Of Pat Hood. I just, I want, I want every time somebody says that to just see, uh, what is Tuck. the friar from? Friar Tuck, Tuck. in the background <laughs> going, "I'm not that fat, guys. I'm robust. It's really offensive. I, I, I've been hitting the gym, but." I don't think I'm doing the right exercises. Like I'm the building bulk. I'm and just stout, guys. Thing. Barrel chested, naturally there is born a, this way. 
There's the uh, there's the insurance commercial that's on Hulu like constantly right now with Flo. Which one does she work for? Um, progressive. progressive. Um, where she's it's mm. the one with the Bigfoot, and he's talking about like I just wanted to be seen, and she calls him Bigfoot, and he looks and goes, "What did you call me, Bigfoot?" And he goes, <laughs> "Daryl." Daryl. And I don't know why the punchline of that is so funny to me, but it is. Ooh. There's an entire PDF just free download that you can get of the entire Mythico Woods. Alright, never mind. No. Cool. Alright, so we didn't pin what oh, just happened on, to you. Man? Your pin fell. I got it. Um well and there's a big there's a big I guess it I guess it goes right along with your let's rewrite the ending. But the the there's two schools of thought as to uh Valentine's response to Proteus where he he right the I, I want yeah, to talk okay. about that some so the is is Valentine yeah. giving Sylvia to Proteus or is uh is Valentine saying I will love you again like I love Sylvia because those are basically the two schools of thought about yeah let's definitely pin that because I have definite thoughts about giving other people. Um, okay. Our permapins are super important to this piece. They are. No, for sure. And we will definitely... So our per- like, yeah. the feminism throughout we'll it, again, those. Shakespeare surprises me with how mm-hmm. modern he is in his feminism. Um, I don't know why I'm still surprised. At this point, I have no idea. He's amazingly feminist. Well, because you're not expecting it from 400 years ago. I'm not. 400 and, you know, in the in the case of this play, probably 425 years ago. This play is not the first. No, but written no. sometime between no. 1590, 1595, so, you know, in that, in that area. So early-ish. And maybe that's something we, we should delve into at some point is, I'm what's the down. chronological order you actually think these plays came out in? Because we every play is either his first or maybe his last. Nobody wants to throw it in the middle as just a throwaway piece. But I want to read at one point from Norton. This one was definitely one I of mean, his middle works. We can say that the Henrys and the second, like those, are kind of in the middle, right? I mean, well, well, yeah, a lot of the histories came in the middle. Um, but we know that the Tempest is one of the later ones. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we can well, kind of divide certain. You can tell from certain elements of, like, there are elements of this play that are reused later, um, and so you can kind of put this as an earlier, mm-hmm. earlier work. I don't think it's anywhere near oh. first. I feel like this play comes, if not after RNJ, around the same time. Well, he's writing in the same place. He's writing it in Verona. It has to. And, but it, he's... Well, it has to with the Friar Lawrence reference. He's I clearly refuse to believe that was an several plays. He knows what's going on. It's funny. It's well-rounded. And it could... Yeah, sure. Let's say it's his first play and it's just a freshman fluke. And then he has to make it through his sophomore slump till he gets good again. But I really don't feel like the tropes that we're seeing... Throughout this, indicate that it's the first play. 
Well, it actually, and it doesn't match up with some of the other stuff that has been proven to be early his earliest works. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with things like Titus, where you can tell based off of the um the themes and things like that that it is very early in his career. Um, and you don't have some of that same like this is much more polished. So yeah, let's that but that's that's um that's episode what is this like? <laughs> two, general, two gentlemen of Verona. Of that's two gentlemen of Verona. Podcast. Thanks everybody for still listening. Yeah. And I, I like this it. one. I like this yeah. one a lot. That's actually this I really one, this do. one's pretty solid. It's got some problems, but it is overall pretty solid. I, this is honestly one that I would recommend to people to read if they're like, well, I don't really like Shakespeare. It's hard to follow. This one is pretty straightforward. Or even if somebody's like, hey, it, this is a play. I know we say oftentimes, oh, when it's on its feet, we might like it better. This one was fun to this read. This is one I liked on the This one reads well. Yeah. Yeah. This one reads well. For yeah. sure. All right. Um, so yeah, episode 64 of the Shakespeare podcast. I am Ryan Halfhill. I'm Beth Roars. I'm Cassie Greenley. I'm Chase Greenley. Say goodnight, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Oh, dicks. All right, podcast is closed. This has been a Ghostlight Media Production.